We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes, rest and recharge, work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app day or night and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the HomeAdvisor app today to get started. Surinder raced through the streets of Sanawli like he was on fire. He constantly honked his horn as he navigated the busy streets full of cows and merchants looking for a bargain and laborers wandering in the afternoon haze. The decrepit road did not help his cause. His pace was slowed down by bumps and potholes the size of many ponds. Surinder had to warn his boss. He checked both his pockets and realized that he had lost his mobile phone in the struggle. Shit! He whacked the dashboard. He could see Virat in the rearview mirror, racing after him like a hound. This is Indian Noir. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 13 of His Night Begins. Virat smashed into a bullock cart and wiped out a couple of street stalls in his attempt to gain on Surinder. Surinder was nearly taken out by a large goods truck as he raced through an intersection. He weaved through the heavy traffic and took one of the side roads to the left. He tore through at high speeds, racing dust and rubbish in his wake. Pedestrians and vendors cursed him as they covered their faces and ran to avoid the speeding vehicle. He turned left, then two rights and three lefts till he arrived at the old quarter of the town. The buildings on both sides of the street were crumbling. Most businesses had moved to newer buildings in the middle of the town. Only a few had stayed back, holding on to heritage and dying hope that the good old times would return. There was no one in Surinder's rearview mirror. He thought he lost Virat, so he slowed down to reconsider his options. Should I go to our warehouse in the vegetable market, or drive out to our clothes factory in the outskirts of the city? He listened to the slow rumbling of the engine as it coasted and kept an eye on his mirrors. Hope I have
have lost him. As if to answer his question, the black Mahindra appeared again. Surinder pressed down on the accelerator. Quick gear changes took him to dangerous speeds as the chase resumed. He was coming to the end of the road. To the left was the route to the vegetable warehouse. The one on the right would take him to the clothes factory where he had interrogated Nair. Whatever his choice, the important thing was to get to a phone and warn Sai. Some of his men might also be at one of the two locations. Maybe he could bring the bastard down after all. He didn't want to risk driving to the temple where the sacrifice was to take place. Or Sai's manor just in case his boss was at one of the venues. Exposing Sai to danger was out of question. By this point, it was fairly clear to Surinder that they were not dealing with an ordinary thug. He had to decide which way he was going to turn soon. Because straight ahead was a steep drop down a small hill that ended in a garbage dump. he decided to head in the direction of the market. As he turned left, Surinder crashed into a minivan that was backing out of a workshop. The van driver looked out of his window to abuse Surinder, but then he realised who he was dealing with and he reversed quickly and sped away in fear. But before Surinder could step on the gas again, Virat slammed into his side and pushed him for several metres before toppling the SUV over the edge. Surinder did not have his seatbelt on, so he was tossed around like a rag doll as the jeep rolled down to the bottom of the hill. The vehicle crunched and creaked and banged as it continued its descent. Shrubs and broken glass and stones made their way through the shattered glass. When the vehicle finally came to a stop, Surinder could feel blood pouring down his face. The stench of garbage overwhelmed his nostrils. I don't want to die on a pile of garbage. He thought as pain clawed his broken body. Virat climbed down the hill, holding on to shrubs and the exposed roots of trees. The overturned car was leaking fuel and he hoped that it wouldn't catch fire before he got there. His black clothes were covered in dust by the time he got to the vehicle. The place stank like hell. Virat bent down and looked into the car. Surinder was hanging upside down, his hands still on the steering wheel. Rivulets of blood crisscrossed his face and arms. He looked at Virat with pathetic eyes and tried to say something, but then he coughed blood. Virat pulled him out of the wreckage. Surinder shrieked in pain as Virat dragged his body on the ground. I could have let you burn in that car, but that would mean I would never find out Sai Kalibak's location. Virat said, I will never betray my boss, Surinder said feebly, even if I shoot you in the kneecaps, Virat said, before proceeding to do as he said. Tell me, 
or I will keep doing this. There are other bits on you that can hurt even more. Virat said, Fuck you, man. You don't know who you're messing with. What a loyal dog, Virat said, and shot him in the other leg. Not feeling so loyal now, hey? The agony of broken bones, the lacerations from the crash, and the wounds from Virat's bullets were starting to take a toll on him. He's going to pass out soon, Virat thought. You are wasting my time. If you don't open your mouth in the next ten seconds, I will put you back in the car just so that I can watch you burn to death, Virat said. Fuck you, Surinder said. You know what? I admire a man who prizes loyalty even in his dying moments. Do it! Do it, you coward! Surinder said. Charming, Virat responded. Surinder's mobile rang in Virat's pocket. Virat looked at the number. It said, Kali Saab. Surinder was shocked to see his phone in Virat's hand. Virat let the phone ring out. He then got a message indicating there was a voicemail. He listened to the message. I have reached the temple. Punnuchami will be here soon with the girl. Just checking to see how your operation is going. I am sure you are in the thick of the action. Call me if you need anything. Vidat laughed. There was a confused look on Surinder's face. Why are you laughing? Because I have a friend who can find where the call originated from. He sells guns and surveillance equipment to nefarious people and he's resourceful which means he can find out where your boss is in a matter of minutes. Which means, I don't need you. Virat pulled Surinder up and hauled him back to the damaged car and threw him in a puddle of petrol on the ground. Surinder rolled off it in an attempt to escape, but in the process was covered in more fuel. I am tempted to cut your head off like you did to my daughter, but I know that the pain is only momentary. To burn alive is to be in hell. Vidard slowly walked backwards, watching Sai's crony squirm like a worm. Vidard took out his favorite lighter and lit it and threw it on the screaming man. He then climbed up the hill as Surinder went up like a torch. In a few minutes, the car exploded, showering debris in all directions. I am coming for you, Sai.